five four three two one Hello. good morning i don't know why it feels like forever since we've done a devotional really yeah it feels like weird why do my ears look real pointy i look like a leprechaun i don't know look don't i i've never seen a leprechaun my ears look real big. Or am I looking at one? Babe. You asked me, and I've never seen a leprechaun. Look. Look at my ears. I've seen a Muppet. Babe, look at my ears. I'm looking at a... Uh... Look at my ears. Look at my ears, little puppet. Good morning, guys. It you is... guys are laughing at my ears <clears throat> right now, It is you? Sunday night for us. Monday morning for you guys. And... Every time I see someone wearing the cross, it's nothing compared to the one Louie was wearing at church. <laughs> you gotta wear your pulpit around your neck. Lou, okay, okay, oh, you know, see that cross right here, this really big one? Louie hand makes those. Mm -hmm. He made a huge one at the, at the church, right? So it's a cross, but really the cross part is but, made out of a giant S. But the one he was wearing was almost like as big as this one. Yeah, he walked right in the service wearing one as a necklace, like from his chest down to his belly button, and um, I had to do a double I, take. Me too. I looked at it and I was like, and I was like, and I yelled across the sanctuary, "Is that a cross, Louis?" And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I'm gonna have twenty one of them, <laughs> something like that." That was pretty cool. And I was like, "Okay, that's tight. You do you, man." You do you. Yeah. So. He's carrying his cross. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, Louis is a cool brother, man. He, yeah, he sure is. You know, he gifted us that one. And then the, just literally a huge one taller, like it's an eight foot cross with that shape. Yes, and for he, the church. And it's he beautiful. does them by hand every it's single one of them. Yeah. It has been an insane weekend. <sighs> Sorry. Where do I begin? Oh, man. I don't know where to begin. Well, actually, I do know where to begin. Uh, we well, got three hours of sleep. Friday on night. Friday. Friday night. Mm -hmm. Woke up Saturday morning. Um, the guys at the gospel mission. Uh, is that a cat on the camera? Yeah, on top of the van, huh? Wow, I feel like I'm being punked right now by a cat. Sorry, guys. We just we were able to see a glimpse of a cat on top of the van. There was movement on the camera back of the church, and a little screen pops up with a cat on the hood, almost looking at the camera like, yeah, what? <laughs> Anyways, so I try to get out. I try to get out, and they pull me back in. What? Then go back to the gospel. The guys. Yeah, the, the guys from the gospel mission. Um, uh, those guys are a huge blessing. They said anytime we needed help um, to ask them, and we asked for help because we have a shed. We have a shed in the back of the church that needs to be put together. We got it at Costco, and it's like about two million pieces. <laughs> and uh, so, literally, yeah. So I get up at six in the morning, um, get ready, pick them up by nine, and um, man, whoo, that was some work. Uh, Pastor Al showed up, Joe showed up, 
Uh, Randy showed up for a little bit, you know, for the Merced group. Man, that, and, and then it was hot because we're on pavement, you know. So, uh, man, that was the all-day mission. At the same time that was going on, what was going on here? We had our first youth and young adults um, gathering event. And um, Lorena and um, Armando Iniguez um, were here with all the youth. So they brought all the youth in the van. And some of them actually came from further, like from Sacramento, um, Fresno, and they Hanford. made in Hanford. Yeah, they made their way over here. Hanford's two and a half hours away, guys. So they made their way all the way over here, um, and um, we had a blast, guys. You know, I had, I know um, Melodia really wanted to be here with me on Friday, and you know, our prayers go out to Melodia and um, her family because. You know, on her way here, she was going to spend, um, she was on her way here on Friday morning mm -hmm. and, uh, no, on Thursday morning, wasn't it? No, Friday. Friday morning? Yeah, she was on her way here on Friday morning and as she was driving here, she received a call that her grandson, um, had passed away in his sleep and, um, he was young guys. He was a young adult. 21. 21 years old. So actually everything's started business before Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, her, her yeah, grandson, please keep her in her, yes, her prayers absolutely. and the family. So, yeah. We send our loves and our, our love and our prayer to you and your family, a sister Melodia, because I know you're watching this. Um, so you guys all just keep her and her family in prayer. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that day we became busy and I know she wanted to be here, but there was a lot going on guys. Yeah. Uh, we had a house full of youth. A lot of food, a lot going on, and still on top of that, I had to get food over to you guys at the church yeah. by between 12 and 1 o'clock. I had ordered food for all the men over there. So once I had everything situated here and all the youth got here, I was like, all right, guys, I got you guys situated. See you later. I had to go deliver food over to the men over here. Um, went to go deliver food, raced back over here, and we started playing games, and I started, you know, helping um, them host over here. And then we, Lydia, you came back with Lydia and Al. Yeah, so I came back with Lydia and Al after we were finally, sorry, after we are finally done with the storage, locked everything up, put everything away, threw trash away. Picked up, well, Al was with me, picked up Sister Lydia, his wife, headed back over here and started fellowshipping again. All this time, I didn't have a sermon. <laughs> um, I was on three hours of sleep. I hadn't practiced anything. Three hours of sleep, working on, the, on, on the, the storage. Coming back here, the house is full of young people. And then we had visitors, and so we started fellowshipping for a few hours again. Finally, um, the evening ends. I tell Sharon, I said, listen, you know, in a very nice way, like, I need to, I need no distractions. I need to get on this day. And not only that, but I had to work on a flyer and the PowerPoint. And last, I worked on the sermon. Guys, my sermon, where's... It was late. I was tired. 
I'm going to show you my sermon. So, okay. Hopefully, this might be too bright. Let me uh, bring it down. Maybe that's better. You see that? Okay. It looks like those are sermon notes. Right? That's my sermon right there. That's it. You know what that is? Scriptures. I wrote on top the life of Jesus part two. I wrote Luke 4, 1 through 21. And then end of sermon, Matthew 21, 1 through 9. And I tell her, I'm like, yeah, I'm done with the sermon. She goes, already? I'm like, yeah. Um, I was tired. Yeah. I was tired. He was tired. He was red. His nose was red. His still cheeks is. were red. Still is. <laughs> I was tired and I'm like, Lord, I can't think. You know, I said, so I'm going to just, I put that passage, second passage, beginning, and you're going to have to speak and <laughs> you're going to have to speak. You know, so we had service this morning and... It was late, guys. It was late. You know, we had to stay up and I had to clean and put mm -hmm. away food and do a lot. And he got a lot done. And it was really late. It was, what, 12, 31 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So um, then we get up again, have service. I believe it was received well, you know, and had a great time, great worship. <clears throat> and then round two, usually after service. We go eat somewhere. Yeah, we do. But we had we had leftover food. And, you know, I wanted to share that leftover food with, with people. I don't... We're not going to eat all this leftover food here by ourselves and everything. So, mm. I told, you know, several people at the church. I'm like... Kind of last minute, guys. So don't... don't If you're watching from and you're from House of Rest, don't be like... Uh, where's the invite? Yeah. No, it was kind of like... We're... Whoever was there at the end, and I would just happen to be like, Hey, do you guys want to go eat some leftover food? Yes. Do you want to go eat some leftover food? Do you want to go eat some leftover food? And they're like, sure, sure, sure. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And whoever I saw towards the end, end when I was still there at the end, um, we just got in our cards, and we just came to the house, and... We ate a lot of leftover food um, from the youth. <laughs> so, we had, so we had a few more hours of fellowship. Everyone barely just left not too long ago. I set up the lights and here we are. Yes. Exhausted, tired. My legs hurt. <laughs> and uh, what? <laughs> we had, it was really fun though. You know what we did too? We did some trivia questions. We did some Bible trivia questions, which was really fun. And they were like, man, we got to do this again. Yeah. But we had a chance to really even talk, um, talk about ministry and just, just fellowship and just really laugh. And ah. I think sometimes we need that, you know, yeah. just really cool. And Davis, 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 David made us some, um, some really cool cappuccinos. Yeah. But I didn't warm the milk up enough. Yeah, he, he'll get better at it, guys. So we're going to read this verse. Matthew 10, 27. Normally, I really like the way the message words it. I'm not sure if I'm happy with it. We'll see what happens. Okay. But... Matthew, I'm curious to see the way it says it there. Yeah, Matthew 10, 27. In the words of Jesus, he says this. 
Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach it on the housetops. Mm. So mine says in the message, eventually everything is going to be out in the open. And everyone will know how things really are. So don't hesitate to go public now. Hmm. Read the Amplified. Amplified? Yeah, I'm curious to see what the Amplified says. Amplified is another... I really like the breakdown of the Amplified Bible. It gets each verse and amplifies it. Gets a lot of the Greek definitions. 27? Yes. Okay, 27. What I say to you in the dark... Privately, tell it in the light publicly. And what you hear whispered in your ear, proclaim from the housetops to many people. Amen. So this is the Lord Jesus talking here. <clears throat> and a lot of you may be asked, like, how does God speak to you? And, and people say that. I say it a lot. Preachers say it. Pastors say it. Evangelists say it. They're like, oh, the Lord spoke to me. And, and I think sometimes we say it where we don't define what that means. Mm -hmm. And you have a lot of new Christians or new believers, and they're like, what do you mean? How does the Lord say it to you? Like, is it... Is, is it audible? Yeah. Is it, is it, you know, how does he... Yeah, a lot of the times do they think, is it audible? Is it, um, is it internally or how? You know, they, they wonder. Yeah, and, and the best way I like to put it, well, that I've heard and learned and received was from the Bible college I went to, is that God speaks in a spontaneous voice. You know, you wake up and somebody pops in your head to pray for them. You pray for them. You know, um, you're doing one thing and then you hear something else. Uh, it's a spontaneous voice, you know, and, and it was... We basically operate out of three voices, our own voice, the enemy's voice, and God's voice. And unfortunately, if we don't learn to to listen to those, most of the time we think it's us. Can, is it safe to say that a spontaneous voice can be a thought? Yes. Okay. It's a thought, spontaneous okay. thought, yeah. Because I, I, I think people can be like, well, what's a spontaneous yeah, voice? Yeah, yeah, So it's yeah. the thought. Exactly. The thought process, okay. It's a spontaneous thought. Okay. Um, a good way to test it, honestly, and it goes, I, I thank God, so a lot of you took my suggestion and you're watching the series I did on hearing God's voice. There's mm -hmm. a few of you that started watching them. I see you're, you're commenting. Um, but basically it's like this, is that um, write down what you feel God is telling you because you have a lifetime to discern what you, once it's written down. It's like, it's like taking a picture of something that, let's say you're passing by something and it's way too quick, but if you take a picture, you can analyze that picture for the next 30 years if you want. And, and you get that thought and, and you write it down. Don't think about it. <clears throat> Don't even think because you can think all you want once it's written down. That's a good way to start to learn to hear, to tune your ears to hear what it is that God is saying to you. Because a lot of times... The enemy speaks to you and you think it's you, actually. And if you really think about it, it's a third person. Like, you think, like, bad of yourself. You're like, man, I, you know, I'm nothing. 
I'm worthless. Um, you think you heard it like that, but if you really tune in, it's it's a third person saying you're worthless. Mm-hmm. You're not worth nothing. And yeah. a lot of people don't catch that. Yeah. Why would somebody? Why would you hear thoughts like that? Because it's not you. Yeah. It, it's some other outside entity that is feeding those thoughts to you so subtly that you think it's your thoughts, and it's not. You know, it's actually something else. So if the enemy can speak like that to you then obviously God can speak to you. He can speak to your heart. That's why the scripture says, whatever voice you obey, you become a slave to it. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times we become slaves of that. That's why we get chained up in, <clears throat> in um, feeling worthless or feeling less than or yeah. feeling because we obey that voice. We hear that voice and we obey it and we become, we become a slave to it. Yeah. But God speaks... I like what he says. Jesus says it right there. So somebody can say, well, is that, that ain't scriptural. Well, that is. Jesus just said it. He says, I speak to you what I speak to you in the dark. And that's why when it says your thoughts are, are my thoughts, right? No, no, no. That's something else. Because remember he says, your your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your my thoughts ways are, my are ways. above your yes, ways. Yes, are above. Yeah. But, but that means that what what he says, what he says are things, are good things of you. Yeah. Well, what he's saying, right, right? Well, first of all, he's saying something different there, but I like, I'm not sure if this is what you meant. His thoughts and his ways are always going to be different than ours. Yes. So, like, when we hear a thought, we're like, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's because, what you're Yes, yeah. because they're good things of us. Yeah, like, and that's why he says. And they're better, they're better things than what. Than oh, what, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's why, guys, that's why I was tired. And I'm just like, I'm not even going to try to write a sermon. I'm exhausted. I'm not even going to try. I'm three hours of sleep. If I try to write a sermon, it's going to be whack. Because you wouldn't have been able to have. No. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, Lord. His way superseded. Yeah, just give me, a, give me a word, Lord. I mean, God, you know my heart. I mean, we're at the church. I was trying to build this thing, and I'm tired. And But just give me a word. And and, and that's what he says. He goes, what I, what I speak to you in the dark. Uh, speak it out in the light. Yeah. And and what I whisper in your ear, sc- preach it on the rooftops. Yeah. You know, so I think that a perfect example of that was today's sermon. You know, and and to be able to, don't get me wrong, I, um, the more, the longer I, I minister and preach, the less I try to even involve me. I try to get me out of the way. Yeah. Um, but I don't want that to come off wrong because God doesn't make robots out of us. If we're funny people, we're going to preach funny. If we're serious, we're going to preach serious. He, he, we don't turn into robots for God. He, he operates through our personalities. Yeah. yeah. So when I say to get me out of the way, I don't mean to get the personality of David out of the way. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is any thoughts that are not aligned with God, get them out of the way, you know? And and he does, you know? And that's why he says what I whisper in your ear, preach it in the rooftop. So anyways, to come back to what, what we're saying to those that maybe don't know how God talks to you, um, has he talked audibly to people? Yes, he has. Is that a normal thing? No, it's not. 
you know, at least, and, and maybe, and I can't speak for every Christian in the world, you know, but most believers I talk to ourselves. I think he speaks to us through others. Mm -hmm. He speaks to us through situations, mm -hmm. circumstances. Yeah. Um, he speaks to us through, um, like when I said through others, you know, sometimes, you know, a person can come with a word, you yeah. know. There can be so many, so yeah. many ways that the Lord speaks mm -hmm. to us. If somebody serves God by default, they're speaking for the Lord. If somebody is not serving God by default, they're speaking for Satan. Yeah. Um, God can speak to you through a song. Yes. He can speak to you through the waves as you sit at the beach. He can speak to you in a vision and in a dream. He can speak to you in a still small voice. He can speak to you like you literally almost feel like, like he's speaking into your very soul. That's how he speaks. Yeah. And the quicker we learn to quiet the noise of life, the quicker you will realize that he's always speaking. He doesn't stop. Yeah. He doesn't stop. And he... he, he he has spoken from the beginning ever since he said, let there be light. And he's never stopped. And so really the question is, the ball's in our court. When are we ready to listen? Yeah. You know, that's an exercise I took, um, that, that course, um, How to Hear God's Voice, or it's called Communion with God 101. And um, that was the first course I had to take in Bible college in the Bible college was very bold because they're like, if you're not hearing the word of God, you have no business taking any of the other courses. Because every every course after that is the voice of God, the you know, ingrained and weaving through every single course after that. And I think that was important. So like those first few months of taking that course oh, sorry. Was just tuning in, and and sometimes I want to do that course again. Yeah, you know, just to that's why I like teaching it. I'll do it with you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I like do it because it it puts you in a place, man. Like it, it's a trip because once you get in that place, like have you ever gone to a gym and at first it's awkward, second day, eh, third day, and then all of a sudden a week later you're like, hey. You know, it just comes naturally. You yeah. just kind of get in the gym and you get your water and you and do your you thing. you go cycling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Once you get into this, like you just start hearing God and all of a sudden, boom, it's like it becomes clear and he's just constantly talking to you. Yeah. You know, and and you will notice when you're in that, like you're tuned in. So somebody calls you that's hurting or somebody comes at you at church and, and wants to talk, all of a sudden you, you feel like nothing blocking the words of God and it just flows out, you know, and that's why I, I like to teach it. I like to, it, I, I go to the book often because sometimes I start feeling like, um, like the pipe gets clogged. Yeah. You know? And, um, but yeah, man, uh, he says that those are the words of Jesus. He says, what I whisper in the dark, what I say in the dark, speak it out in the light. So that means when he speaks something to us, I just thought of this. He's saying, when I speak something to you, you're supposed to speak it out. Think of that. 
Because what I whisper in your ear, preach it on the rooftops. Don't lord it. So that means when he speaks to us, that sounds like we're mandated to speak out what he speaks in. That's what that sounds like to me. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Share it. We've got to share what he says to us, you know. And I think that's why fellowship's important. If you do a daily devotional, if you read a, a passage in every day, it's like God is whispering something to you. Find somebody to share that with. Because God is only going to, he's going to speak to you. That way you can speak to those of your circle of influence. He's going to speak to you so that he can speak through you. Mmm, dang. Yeah. She just dropped the mic right now. Say it again. Do you remember what you said? Yes, he's going to speak to you so he can speak through you. I like that. Yeah. I like that. We need a t-shirt that says that. I know. So, guys, I'm tired. That's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> you know, just allow him to speak to you and, and share what he's speaking to you. Don't hoard it. You know, release it. Let it be released, you know. And and by doing that, we're doing something he didn't suggest. He said, do it. Yes. He says, what, you, what I whisper in your ear? And he, he didn't even say what I whispered in your ear, share it with one person. He says, what I whispered in your ear, shout it. On the rooftops. On the rooftops. That sounds I like... I love that song. I know. That's, I, I, mean, I know that song is based off of that verse. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, go listen to that song, guys. Oh, man! Stop it! <sighs> wow. Stop it. I'm trying, guys. Go listen to that song. Rooftops. All right. All right, guys. We love you guys. See you later. Enjoy your coffee this morning. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.